You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Hey, Gordon Damer. Larry Hardesty. It's been a couple of days, my friend. How's everything? All right? Everything is great. Just had a full dinner. Nice. You know, ready to go. This is a little different than eating, you know, right later. It's a little strange, right? <laughs> it's, a little, yeah, it's, it's, a little it's weird. Getting, getting things moving a little quicker than usual. But it does. It good. changes your day. Oh, it's great. Yeah. It's a great adjustment. It's a great. And we've been off a couple of days. Well, I've been With off the Knicks. You've been working, you right? Know, slaving but together. Over hot we mic haven't been working day. together. No. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we're gonna talk. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. We got Knicks. We got Kevin Durant to talk about. We got football. But Gordon, I've got my eyes. I'm invested, and and very rare. Can I be honest with you? Very rarely am I invested in postseason award shows. Okay. They just don't do anything for me. No. Let yeah. me know who won. Right. I'm good. Okay. Uh, I have been shuttling back and forth between MLB Network and the Michael K Show. MLB Network and the Michael K Show. And Michael warned everybody, if you were listening, they stretched this out. Gordon, they have stretched this out. Oh my Gordon, Lord. I know they know who the MVP is. I mean, I know they know. They have stretched this out. I mean, an hour for you to tell me that Paul Goldsmith was the NL MVP? <laughs> an hour? I mean, the kids had to be like, listen, I know the kids said to their parents, unless you're giving me extra extra Christmas presents, I'm not sitting here any longer. I want out. Yeah. When you have kids Paul Goldsmith's age, uh, and they were very good, uh-huh. they, they can only sit for so long. Oh, you know yes. I mean? they, they can't be sitting there for 20 minutes while dad does an interview with the team. They don't care. Uh, so. No. Uh, you know, this is just another classic example of how baseball is dumb. They do a lot of dumb things. And I know it provides content for them to have a show, uh, to announce the MVPs. But it was not that long ago. I don't even think it was a decade ago. They used to announce it at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And all day, people would be talking about who won the MVP. Who Now it gets swallowed up by games. You know, if you're a sports fan, I look, Yankee fans will care if Aaron Judge wins. They'll certainly care if he doesn't win. Um, but I mean, the, the coverage gets swallowed up by games. If you're a sports fan, that's what you're looking for. You're looking at games. You're looking at the football game tonight. Maybe you're looking at the, the hockey or, or, or the nets. I, I just think it's so dumb. They used to announce this thing at one o'clock in the afternoon and get a full day of coverage out of it. And now because they have to put it on their own network with, I don't know how many people are actually watching it at seven o'clock at night. I just think it's another dumb move by major league baseball. Yeah, it, it could be better. It could be better organized. I mean, why would you do it like that? Just, just as you said, mention it early. We're gonna talk about it before we get to the games. You're gonna be the only person that's the that's the major topic, Gordon. Especially in the American League this year, okay. Especially in the American. And listen, it was a tight race in the National League. I mean, you could have went either way with, with the top five candidates, whether it was Goldsmith or Machado or Betts or you know, Freddie Freeman. Or, you know, you could have went either way. You could have went. It, it, you know, it was close. Here, it's really interesting because you've got, Gordon, you've got two schools of thought here. You have the everyday player who had an unbelievable record-breaking slash tying season. And then you had the player who is unique, who's a unicorn in a sense, who – plays two positions, who plays both positions very well. And there is a battle as to the idea of, from a philosophical standpoint, who's more valuable to, to their particular team and to the league. Yeah, and it kind of comes down to you know the fact that it's called the most valuable player. It is open to interpretation. It's not the best player. Uh, it's the most valuable. And how do you determine value? Some people just do it on the stats alone, right? It's just... That individual player has nothing to do with team success. It's solely an individual award. 
Uh, for me, for my school of thought, I think winning has to be somewhat a part of it, right? Like you're valuable to what extent, right? Like if you're not, if, if your if your season is over by June, as the Angels' season was over, probably even before that, mm-hmm. but certainly by June, how about val- if you could finish in, in in second to last place, or wherever the Angels finished with that person, you could certainly finish just as poorly without that person. So. Right. Uh, to me, it's not even a question. I've always felt as a Yankee fan, there is a, a certain Yankee bias that unless the person on the Yankees is clear in a way, the most obvious and only answer you can have, they generally don't win these awards. We'll see if that's the case tonight. Uh, this is as clear in a way. <laughs> I would think so. Be. Right. I would I mean, think so. You take everything into consideration. You take what what Judge was able to do offensively, you take the fact that he set a record or tied a record, whichever way you want to think about it, and your personal f- opinion as a baseball fan, he was phenomenal defensively. He still has one of the best arms in the game. He showed us his versatility by playing even center field at an elite level, Gordon. And then, just for the f- most part of it, it's very simple. Gordon, this team doesn't win 99 games if he doesn't have a season like he had. They don't win. They don't come close. No, they don't come that, close to that. That that second half would have resulted in the greatest collapse in the history of the Yankee organization if it were not for Aaron Judge. Um, uh, Hembo, who uh, who does he work with? Greeny Show put out a great tweet uh, earlier today that Aaron Judge, after the All Star break, had a slash line of three forty nine batting average, a five oh two on base, and a seven eighty five slug. Uh, the rest of it, the Yankee teammates were 223, 292, and 360. That's essentially the Pirates. So if if Aaron Judge did not do if, – if Aaron Judge were not on the Yankees after the All-Star break, it's pretty clear that they would not have finished winning the division. They would not have finished clearly with 99 wins. And that's just the second half. <laughs> His first yeah. half wasn't bad either. So uh, I'd like to think it's going to be Judge tonight. I hope I'm not going to be disappointed, and, I, and I'm like you. Generally, I don't really care about these things, but the fact that Judge that I feel, and I think a lot of Yankee fans feel, was robbed in 2017 mm-hmm. when he should have been the bad. MVP that year and the Astros cheating and all that type of stuff, and even taking the, the cheating out, his numbers were better than Altuve's, but I think the writers just like the Altuve story because he's the small guy, he's the underdog, and all that type of stuff. Um, I think the judge deserves one from then, and hopefully at least he gets one tonight. I mean, when you break down those numbers, Gordon, what you're saying to me is in the second half, the Yankees really were the Rangers. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And he was the one that kept them, and he was the one that put them in the position to not only make the playoffs but win their division. So if you're giving me those numbers, I submit to you as great as Otani is. And, Gordon, nobody's saying he's not great. Nobody's no, saying he's not of course a great, not. Nobody's saying he's not an unbelievable talent. What we're saying is that this year, he's number two. That, that's yep. it. That's, that's all we're bad. saying. Yeah. He's number, number two. Number two's not bad. No. No. And, and, and there is supposed to be an even better player on his team. Okay? In Trout. And the two of them together couldn't get them. <laughs> Anywhere close. Anywhere they close. Had that, they, what was it? The 14-game losing streak? I can't yes. remember what it was. 14. They lost. Yeah. 14. Uh, and their season was over. Uh, and, and it wasn't like um, Otani was great during that stretch. I mean, I mean, he was he was OK, but he was not great during that stretch. And that's essentially where their season ended. Yeah. Um, when the Yankees needed Aaron Judge, he stepped up and there was a lot of times where he was the guy carrying the team as the numbers indicate over the second half. So 
Um, look, I, I think that Judge will win tonight, um, mm-hmm. um, and hopefully, you know, before the Ranger game actually starts tonight, <laughs> Major League Baseball will get it around to trotting out. What you know, before the season opens up, before pitchers and catchers, maybe they can get around to actually making an announcement. I think uh, Lagreca will have to break into the broadcast of a Rangers Kraken to announce who the MVP was. Uh, I mean, geez, because I just saw, I just saw, uh, you know, I just saw on MLB Network they're doing. A, uh, uh, you know, trying to like the people's court. Yeah, trying yes. to give. This is why Aaron Judge should win. I mean, can you can you tell right. me who won already? Okay, guys, I, I, I know he it? should can win. We get to it. Like, I is know, there any baseball fan anywhere say, "Man, I, I hope they keep. I hope they keep delaying this a little longer. I hope they keep stretching this out a little more." Oh, it's unbelievable. Oof. Get it done. And can you believe, Gordon, that MLB is actually looking into the fact that the Mets and Yankees could have been? Let me let me not use that phrase. Colluding? Oh my God! I mean, do they have the, nothing else uh, to do? Going, we'll talk about that next. One. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. I might have a thirty for thirty on how long this has been to name the MVP. Well, I will say this: uh, some sports books have already uh, tweeted out oh. the announcement. Now, really? I don't know how they would have the official word uh, already, mm-hmm. but they have put out some stuff out there, and it's not like we believe or we're reporting. They're saying this person right. won the MVP. Mm-hmm. But you know, you want to wait like, for the official announcement? It's like the, uh, it's, it's, it's like the, the NFL draft. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, before you walk up, you right. already know who they're going to pick. Right, but this ain't Woj. This ain't Jeff Passan doing it. No, this, this is, is you know, sports FanDuel books. doing it. Yeah. But what do they say? What do they say? They and say we'll, it's we'll going to be Aaron them. Judge. Okay, good. And rightfully so. That's what it should well, be. Well, we'll see. That's what it should be. Now, Gordon, what do you make of this? I, I'm, I'm going through, uh, you know, preparation for the show today. And I come across sources I met Yankees over possible Aaron Judge talks. And MLB is investigating whether the Mets and Yankees violated the collective bargaining agreement after a story explaining the Mets' hesitancy to pursue Yankee star free agent Aaron Judge prompted the MLBPA to request an inquiry. Now, this is according to the sources to ESPN. Now, it was first reported in The Athletic, centers on a paragraph in the story on the website of, the, of SNY, which discusses the, quote, Mutually respectful relationship, end of quote, between Steve Cohen and Hal Steinbrenner, the two men, the two owners, and how they, quote, do not expect to upend that with a high-profile bidding war for Aaron Judge, who, of course, is expected to win the MLB, the MVP award tonight in the AL. So, Gordon, let me just say this, and I understand what I understand the Players Association's concern. Okay, I get it. You want to make sure that, that, that your players, the rank and file, make the most money they can. Believe me, I understand that's your role. To be fair, I think uh, you've done a great job so far. I'm looking at what Scherzer's making. I'm looking at what Verlander just got, is going to get. Okay, I, I, you know, so I think they're doing pretty good. Uh, but to think that what is in print is gospel, Gordon, is a joke. Even if, even if Cohen said that, you think that he's not going to at least kick the tires and check on his availability to get Aaron Judge? If you don't think that's the case, then he doesn't deserve to be the owner of the team. And I don't really know how that can uh, be construed as collusion. Collusion is making an agreement, an illicit agreement, to say for sure we won't. This is just that they 
it's not anything they've talked about. It's just that they have a relationship in a way that they don't, you know, the people don't expect that the Mets are going to go after Aaron Judge. And it's going to be kind of hard. Wouldn't it be kind of hard to prove collusion when the Mets signed Max Scherzer to the contract they signed him to? Who they're going to sign this offseason, I'm sure they're, you know, they're going to shoot the locks off the wallet mm-hmm. and go out and sign every guy that they can. And the contract that Aaron Judge is going to get no matter where he goes, I think most likely with the Yankees, I think it's going to be kind of hard to prove that either of those two teams colluded when they have the highest payrolls in the sport and all those type of things. Yeah, I agree. So I think this is a non-story. But, you know, listen, I understand you have to look. Once again, I understand in theory, I understand the Players Association looking into it to make sure. But to say it's an inquiry, stop. Give me a break. Well, look, uh, you know, you do what you got to do. I would think that you would have more pressing things to concern yourself with if you're Major League Baseball. Well, there's no doubt about Um, that. Among the things, actually getting somebody to uh, pay. Why don't we wait until the games are like, why don't we wait until the NFL games in the second quarter and then it can completely get swallowed up by all the other things going on and it'll be completely lost. Perfectly be. done by baseball. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so bad that the sports book are telling who. <laughs> right, FanDuel's like, is. enough's enough. We know. Here you go. Here's your bets. <laughs> yeah, well, you and he was like, he was like plus twenty five hundred to start the wow. season. So wow. if you, I mean, if you put a couple of bucks on, and, and look, Ooh. that's not that's not crazy, right? Like when no. he turned down that contract, you thought, wow, he's going to really have to go out and prove himself. Mm-hmm. And, and MLB Network is only at the stage where they're interviewing. Aaron Judge, I don't think they've spoken to him yet. So usually they interview each of the candidates. Yeah. And then they announce it. So we're probably still a good half hour, half hour away. Yeah, we're half hour. Oh so what God. they're trying I mean, to do, they're going to stretch this out. They're going to stretch this out until their 8 o'clock show. So they can go into their 8 o'clock show, which they know. Here's what they're thinking. The 8 o'clock show is not going to wa- – nobody's watching that because of Thursday Night Football. Okay, so let's stretch this out. This is the folks we have until the 8 o'clock show. And then we'll just we'll just go right into it, and then we'll we'll be in business. So we've got not two hours. Oh good. my lord! It's I mean, ridiculous. This is, you know, are, are, ridiculous. is it really going to be be this huge of a, a ratings boost for MLB tonight? I mean, come on! I mean, I'm a Aaron pretty looks, big baseball fan. You know, Aaron looks very nervous. Yeah, well, he's got a lot on his mind. He looks nervous. He looks. But what, what does he have on his mind? He knows he's going to be with the Yankees. The Yankee no, owners know that. The Yankee that. owners said money is not an well, issue. We'll we'll see. Well, he might say I mean, that, Larry. But I mean, he hasn't he hasn't even thought of saying anything like that. He he said we're, we're going to money's not an issue. He's going to shoot the locks off the checkbook, Gordon. Right. He'll be back with the Yankees. I hope so. I hope you're right. He'll be back. Um, we'll see. He'll be back. But, I mean, look, he does have a lot on his mind, right? He does. I mean, he does. A big, that's a big contract to be uh, focused on. He'd like yeah. to win an MVP. He's already got jobbed out of one of them by the baseball writers. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can never take things for granted. He probably knows he's the MVP. He's got to play straight face. He already knows. Yeah. I his agent, his, his agent, they told his agent. He's a, he knows. So, he's, you so. know, he's doing, the best, he's doing the best thing he can. He's trying to, you know, downplay. Well, you know, we got a bunch of He's going to say the right things. He always does. He always does. So we'll come back to if, if eventually it becomes <laughs> if they official. Ever announce it. If they ever do it before we leave, we'll come back and get your thoughts about it. Right now, Gordon, I want to turn to some Knicks. Gordon, I got to tell you, uh, I am, I was, let me guard this now because I don't want this to come off to think that now I think the Knicks are going to be the fifth seed in the, in the, in the, right. in the play. Bing bong. Okay, so not that. But I, I, I have to give them credit because I expected when they started on this road trip, that, and it's only two games, 
but I expected I would have taken two and three on this road trip. Okay. And I still may I still may get two and three. But I would not have thought that it would have been the first two because you know how this team is historically with back-to-back games. I thought they had a chance with Utah because I really am not sure that Utah is as good as their record was. No, okay? no. They're not right, supposed so, to be anyway. No, and they got off to the great start. Yes, I know Jokic didn't play last night. Yes, I know Gordon didn't play last night. But Gordon, I still felt that they had an opportunity. And it's funny because people say, well, you know, what no Jokic did. Yeah, but – and they probably would have lost. Okay, I agree with you. They probably would have lost if Jokic had played. But he didn't play. And what would you have said about them if they had lost – and he wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have really killed him. Oh, man, I, I, I'd understand if he was there. They could, but he wasn't even there. Gordon wasn't even there. And they still couldn't beat him. So I give them credit. And the thing that – now, look, did they play great last night? <laughs> no. They did not. But what they did do is they they showed that sometimes their jaw is not glass, Gordon. So they fought back. They were down. They fought back. Did they play great defense from the three? No, not really. Were there a bunch of things that you could criticize them for? Absolutely. But for the first two games, I was I was pleasantly surprised at how well they played. They were a little better defensively. And, Gordon, I got to say something. Julius Randle is not great. Julius Randle is not a superstar. But Julius Randle is playing closer to the year they went to the postseason over these last couple of games than he did at all last year. So from that standpoint, until they can find a way to figure out these lineups and and figure out how many guys are going to go, we play nine, we play eight, we play ten, you know, uh, R.J. Barrett was couldn't couldn't find a basket. He couldn't find a basket if you put it in his hand last night to the point that he was benched and quickly had to play defense in the fourth quarter. Uh, the fact that they were able to get two wins, back-to-back wins on this trip and face a, a struggling Golden State team that Steph Curry is carrying that team. He scored 50-plus last night, and they still lost. Uh, they've got a chance to have a plus 500 road trip, and I didn't think that was possible. No. I mean, uh, when we last spoke on Tuesday night, we said, well, we're not going to talk again until Thursday. Uh, or, excuse me, Monday night. And we said, well, we're not going to talk again until Thursday on air. Boy, the next season could look vastly, you know, there's a wide range of outcomes. And I'll say this. Anytime the Knicks have any kind of slump this year, there's going to be talk. Well, you know, Tibbs, he's losing the team. Uh, Tibbs is on the hot seat. The Knicks did not play the last two nights like a team that has toned out, tuned out the coach. I will say that much. Uh, and I don't know. Maybe maybe it will turn out that at some point they will change coaches this year. Uh, I don't think so, but it's a long way to go before the season story is told. But I thought the way that the team responded here the last two nights after this players-only meeting by Julius Randle was good to see. It's what you needed to see. You needed to see some life. You couldn't go out and start this road trip 0-2 because you get three games under 500. We, we know how long it takes you just to get back to break even. And the second thing, you mentioned it, Randall last night, I thought he played with more intensity, more effort, a greater sense of urgency than at any point last year by far and really did look more like the 2020 Randall than I think that we've seen here in quite some time. Though for a loose ball in the fourth quarter that led to a layup by Jalen Brunson. He didn't hit the floor at all last year. <laughs> no. He didn't hit the floor at all. He didn't. And once again, 
I'm not saying that, oh, he's great, he's tremendous. No. I'm saying that we expected him to be the guy that he was two years ago last year. That's what we expected, okay? He was not that guy. And I gave him credit for calling the players-only meeting, and you know what? It meant that he himself had to look himself in the mirror, Gordon, and the team responds to, to the leadership of their, of their great players, okay? You're one of the leaders on this team. You have to show up and you have to perform, and – for the, the couple of nights that he's he's been able to uh, on this road trip, he's done a very nice job because R.J. Barrett last night, yeah. Gordon, was, yeah, was brutal. Yeah, he was, was brutal. Oh, he was bad. Yeah. He was bad. And, and you do have to worry a little bit about him because this is not like just a one- or two-game sample size. Uh, this has pretty much been all year yeah. shooting the ball. Uh, so I don't know what's going on there. I don't know why all of a sudden he's hit this kind of slump. Um, but uh, to see that from Randall last night, that was uh, – now it's, it's just a question, can you see this on a regular basis? You know, mm -hmm. 2020, you saw it on a regular basis. Last year, you, <laughs> you never saw it. So uh, it's in there. Uh, it, it, he has it to, to give. He just has to make sure that he's given it on a more regular basis than he has so far. We'll take your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN, ESPN, ESPN New York tonight. We're still waiting to find out who's the AL MVP. But we're talking Knicks right now with you at 1-800-919-3776. And, Gordon, when you talk about how bad this team has been defensively, you get to the calls in a second. When, you get to, when we talk about how bad they've been, he, he has not exactly been a poster boy for great defense, Julius Randle. But no. on that play, <laughs> on that play, Gordon, it was like, great. He overplayed the passing lane, dove for the loose ball, and then made a great play. And it was needed at the time that he did it. Well, I mean, a lot of defense is effort, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, he has just not shown that effort. Certainly not like last night. Last night, it was a different – I don't know why last night was different, but it was. And that showed – and it was great to get it last night because you needed it last night. But what that tells you is it's in there, mm -hmm. right? It was not just a one-year thing. They, he has the ability to do that, show that sense of urgency, show that, that sense of focus or intensity, whatever you want to call it. And if the Knicks are going to go anywhere this year – that's what they need. They need him to play at that level and to, to do so on more nights than he has here in the last year or so. All right, let's head to the phone. Spike is in St. Pete. Spike, start us off on 9870 ESPN. Uh, well, uh, hopefully the announcement on Judge, uh, you can cut into my call, well-deserved. Uh, many observations about this road trip, and you, you were perfect, both of you guys, perfect. The big difference in my observation, I think I have a pretty good eye on basketball, was the insertion of Jericho Sims. Mm -hmm. I spotted this in the summer league, and Thibodeau did make one error at the end of the game that almost cost them the game, not making a substitution, but being as it may, they won the game. And Jordan, you're 100% right. When he dove on that floor, but when Jericho Sims and Julius Randle on the same side of the court – they're really difficult to get a rebound away. Sims has got the livest body I've seen in a long time. His hands are very, very strong, and he rarely, if ever, makes the wrong out pass once he grabs the ball. Very noticeable. But I want to go back to the game before, and you guys will understand this 100%. It's been 20-some-odd years, or maybe more, that the last five minutes of the game your point guard handles the ball mm. every time bringing it up, 
makes every right decisions, penetrates, gets to the lane, gets fouled, or puts in a shot. He's not a great shooter, but he's a good enough shooter, and they react to him. Now you need the wing players. Julius Randle, one attribute I've never denied him is he's extremely strong. Now, not strong and doing a bully ball and shoving his big can into someone. I mean, once he goes in for the rebound, and with Sims, it's a unique, hopefully at last, dynamic that they can control the boards. Because I know, Larry, you mentioned to me over the summer you'd like Sims to work on, maybe mm-hmm. he's a four, work on a little shot. But he's a five, he's a little undersized, but he's strong and he doesn't give up at any point, and I could see this, and I'm not a knocking Mitchell Robinson. I wasn't happy with him resigning because he's hurt and he's this and he's that, but uh, but Hartenstein is a gamer. You don't have to look at the box score. He knows exactly what to do, and the two of them, I'll tell you, if you can bring the minutes up on Sims, because I don't see a flaw in his game at this point because I expect no offense, but I got to tell you, everyone said when they got Brunson they overpaid you're asking me, who watched the Knicks for 70 years, they underpaid. This kid could get the ball up, put it in the right position, and rarely turns the ball over or makes a mistake. Now, the other thing I'll say about the game is I don't want to hear that they played the team that missed this guy. You play who you're playing. That's the name of this game. He shortened the rotation. They still shoot in the last two nights. Their three-point shooting percentage must be 30%. Barrett is hurt. There's no question. First of all, he has that droopy face, you know. Mm-hmm. He, he always looks, you know, just droopy, that face. He plays his ass off all the time, but he looked sick to me. And why he was still on the court, I don't know. But I was very, very happy. I love Randall's effort. I love Randall. And, and Sims on the same side of the court because if you, I ran that tape back twice. You know how I am. Mm-hmm. And you can't get a rebound off of those two guys. Do you see what I'm saying? Absolutely, Spike. Thanks for the phone call, my friend. And and he, it's Jericho Sims' athleticism, Gordon. He goes down and goes up so quick he could come right back. He bounces right back. It's like it's like he's on pogo sticks. And he's strong. He He's slightly built, but he's strong. Once he gets his hand on that basketball, he, you know, you don't get it away from him. So, uh, you know, yeah, that is that is a nice that is a nice combo on that side, and um, I hope that his minutes do continue because uh, you know you never know with minutes <laughs> in Tom Thibodeau. <laughs> yeah, and it's been good to see when he's done it. He did it more in the Utah game, um, yes. the Obi and Randall combination as well. Yes, um, I like. Yeah. I've liked seeing that. I like seeing. I mean, I think a lot of Nick fans have wanted to see more of Obi. Uh, see his minutes grow, and um, mm-hmm. he's uh, he's making the case for why they should continue to grow. So it's all good. Good. Good yeah. stuff here. The last two games. The only thing I will say is, and and I don't maybe Barrett isn't well, but Gordon. It's not only that he didn't hit. His shot selection has really been bad these past couple of games. Some of the shots that he's put up, Gordon's like, what are you doing? And he still doesn't finish. He's got to do a better job finishing than that. He really has. He's strong enough to get to the basket. Just finish. Even if you get fouled, we'll take the free throws if you don't make it. But you got to get to the basket. You got to finish some of these. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. You know, we brought up the other night about the guys that um, were mentioned in the the Donovan Mitchell trade. Maybe Mm -hmm. that's still lingering over the team. I'm not sure. Maybe he is sick. Maybe he is injured. I'm not sure. But Mm -hmm. uh, he does not look like the same guy. And we talk about energy with Randall. It doesn't seem like Barrett's energy level. It's not that he's not trying, but it just doesn't seem like he has the same boost as he usually does. Yeah. 
Uh, by the way, Evan Fournier, DNP, last night. Yeah. Did not play. Evan yeah. Fournier, DNP. Well, I mean, if you're going to shorten the rotation, <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> Can he really be surprised? No. And clearly, if you want to play defense, no. Right. No, you can't. You can't. Right. Larry's in Long Island. What's up, Larry? Larry. Oh, no, it's Lonnie. I'm sorry. Hey, Lonnie. Lonnie Gordon, I'm sorry. It's, it's okay. Yes, it's Lonnie. Listen, hey, I just have a little bit to say. A couple of things. One is on the Knicks. One is on the Yankees. Listen, the Knicks. I love the Knicks. Been rooting for them for years. But you know what? I'm just I, – I can't – it's hard. The, they – they had a chance to get Murray. They had a chance to get Dominic Mitchell. And they didn't get neither one of those A's. The Knicks have no A players. They need some A's, to, you know, to go with those B's and C's and D's to make that a full team. They don't have it. I, I watch them come up and down the court. Brunson, he's good. He's decent. But he, if you want to put it, he's a B. He's a C. He's not an A. We, we could have got Murray or Donovan. Those are the guys I wanted. Now, with my Yankees, the Yankees, I said it all year. I, I, you know I called up. I told you when the pressure comes on, when they're hitting, you got to hit. In pressure situations, the Yankees strike out too much. They can't hit. They need some players that can hit 300. They need a couple of 300s in that lineup to make the, make the strikeouts, overlook those strikeouts. When the Yankees get that and Boone, I'm sorry, he, I don't see him being getting us to the promised land. He's just not that guy. We need a manager that puts his foot on him and make these guys play. If we, if we get a guy like that, the Yankees could be special. But Lonnie, Joe, my friend, Lonnie, my friend, thanks for the phone call. You had a guy like that. His name was Joe Girardi. And because he put his foot on the players, right. good, he's out. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you got Aaron Boone. And in, fa- and in fairness, that approach did not work with Philadelphia. And when they brought no. in a more uh, relaxed guy, I guess. Conversational. It, yeah, more. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of you saw how it took off from there. And I would just yeah. say, you know, like uh, Murray, I liked. Uh, I would have liked the Knicks to have gotten him. It didn't seem like they were really all that close on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donovan Mitchell. I don't think either of those guys are A guys. No. They're good. They're very good. No. I don't think they're superstars. I don't think they're transcendent talents. They're very good. Right. But I don't know how much of that improvement. That It's not like if you got either of those guys, the Knicks are talking that they're a top four seed in the East. I agree with you. I agree. I agree. I think Mitchell Mitchell would make – Mitchell's a better, better. scorer. Yeah, he would make you better. He's a better Absolutely. scorer, but he's not He's not LeBron. He's not no. Durant. He's not. He's not even Kyrie. No. Who I would put in that A A plus A minus category? You know what I'm saying, Gordon? Of, yeah. Of top players in the league, so uh, you know. But listen, the, right now he, right now Jalen Brunson is their A point guard. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he, Look, he's giving you what I mean. That, this, you if had. you would have signed up for this, there's no question. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. We'll take more phone calls in a minute, Gordon. I see Giancarlo Stanton. <laughs> They're you gonna bring up means? the whole Yankees. You know what that means? Maybe they'll make the announcement. I mean. They made they did this when I saw uh, Albert Pujols about an hour ago. Maybe it's coming close. We'll come back and check next on 987 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. It's official, Gordon. We have an AL MVP. He is Aaron Judge of the New York. 89, Yankees. baby. And rightfully so, Gordon, uh, 28 first-place votes. 
Uh, Otani only with two first place votes. He got 28 second place votes. And Gordon, I think that that is how it was, really. They were the top two players in the American League this year. And they got it in, they got it right in that order. Judge AL MVP, Otani the runner-up. And look, Otani was sensational in any other year. Very well might have been an MVP this year as well. But it took a historic season to beat him out. And that's exactly what Aaron Judge had. Now all we need is the announcement that Judge will be a Yankee for life. And we can go on about our night, you know? <laughs> well, Gordon, can't help you with that because no, that's not coming that tonight. That might take a little while longer. <laughs> that might take a little bit of while, while, a little while longer. 1-800-919-3776. We'll continue to talk Knicks. For those of you who want to give, give us your comments about uh, Aaron Judge being the MVP, agree or disagree, you're welcome to join our conversation as well. Also hit us up on Twitter at Hardest to ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPNNY 98 underscore 7 FM. Back to the phones we go with uh, Nelson and Seaford. Nelson, you're next on 98.7. How's it going, buddy? I want to say thank you for taking the call. Uh, two things I want to address, actually. The first thing is congratulations to Aaron Judge. He deserves it. There's no doubt about it. But one thing Joe Torrey always said, good pitching stops good hitting any day. What we got to focus on is bring in Judge and get some real get some real pitches in the game. But what I really wanted to address was uh, – how can I say it? What I really wanted to address was uh, R.J. Barrett. Mm-hmm. Everyone's coming down hard on the kid. He's still 22. He's a young 22, and he's playing, a, you know, he's playing in a big market. The stress and the pressure of New York – it's gonna. It normally breaks people down. Randy Johnson, you know, Roger Clemens had that one good year in New York. It attacks people. What made Ewing special was the fact that Pat was able to come in and he dominated game in and game out. He he was able to deal with it. But that's a different era. What this guy needs, and I'm a I'm a huge RJ fan. For what it's worth, I'm a huge RJ fan. I believe in the kid. I look at him and I see one thing in fact of what I see, and and I love it. He comes in and plays no matter what. Mm-hmm. He's there taking. He's taking the hits. He's taking the abuse. The guy goes in there. He's getting fouled. He's not getting the calls. But one thing that was mentioned earlier, he's got to take it to the hole. When the jump shot's not falling, take yes. it to the hole because that's going to make a difference. I'm with you, Nelson. Thanks for the phone call. That's all I'm saying about Barrett. No, I'm not questioning his ability to play. I'm not questioning how hard he plays. He gives it all every night. We know that, Gordon. We've always said that about him. The crazy thing is normally what he does, he works on his game in the offseason that he improves. Now, he might just be having a slump. And I know, you know that sometimes at the beginning of the season, he's kind of a roller coaster. It takes him a little time to get, him, to get himself together and have be, be consistent. But that's really the point I'm making. When you are 0 of 9 from 3, Gordon, after a couple, it's time for you to go to the basket. You can come back and revisit the three, okay? And there's just there's just a shot selection issues. And it really kind of started at the end of the season last year, but I understood the team wasn't going anywhere, and he was trying to, he was trying to make sure he got that 20-point average because that was his goal, okay? So in a situation like that, teams, the season's over, you know, you're kind of playing for yourself. I get it. It's okay. But I'm starting to see some of that now where he's starting to press, and it is the type of shots that he's doing. And so for me, uh, once again, going with what Nelson said, if you're not hitting it, pass it off, go to the basket, finish, try to get the free throws. I mean, he was three or four from the line last night. He only went four times. I mean, Gordon, he, he's, he's an improved free throw shooter. He should be able, he should be confident now that he can go to the free throw line and get some baskets. 
And I would just completely disagree with everything he said about the Yankees needing pitching. The pitching was good. The pitching was not the issue. The issue, as it always is in the playoffs, at least the last five years, has been the offense. The offense did not score. Uh, and this was not a case of good pitchers shutting down good hitters. Go back and look at what the Yankee lineup was. Yeah, it shut down Aaron Judge and it shut down Stanton to a degree. But the Yankees didn't have enough good hitters in the lineup. <laughs> they had mm-hmm. IKF and they had Donaldson. They had the catching situation. So uh, they had four or five spots where you were getting absolutely no offense. And that's no way to, uh, to win a playoff series against a team as good as the Astros are. Absolutely. I mean, Rizzo had a decent postseason. Rizzo yeah, was absolutely. very good in the postseason. Yeah, no. So, and, yeah, and, and I get it. I understand what you're saying. Good pitching stops good hitting. But you still got to score. Even yeah. if your pitcher does well, even if he gives up a run, he could pitch great. He could pitch one, give you a complete game, two hitter with giving up a run. If you don't score, he's going to lose. Yeah, but so you I still got to. You can only say good pitching shuts down good hitting if you have good hitting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did not have good hitting. <laughs> no, they had eh hitting. Right. Eh. Arthur's in Long Island. What's up, Artie? How are you? Uh, oh, sweet young lady, you screener. Chantel, yes, very nice. Okay, uh, no brainer for uh, Judge. His, uh, I, I don't have the numbers. So, uh, Otani pitches, what, every four or five days? Mm-hmm. Does he play 150 games in a year? He did what, 157? He, he did play a lot this year. I think, what, yeah. what was it, 147? It was somewhere around 157, there. something like that. Okay, yeah, so. all right, so he, he's up there. But you, you can't compare him to, uh, to Judge. That's all. I don't have the numbers in front of me. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to chime in. I like your work, guys. Oh, thank okay. you, Arthur. Thanks for checking in. Appreciate the kind words. Uh, yes, he played 157 this year. You're right, Larry. Yeah, I thought I saw that. I thought yeah. it was lower than that, but yeah. No, it usually he, he is. He the pitching as well. Yeah. <laughs> it usually is lower than that. Right, yeah. You know, but uh, listen. Look, he had an amazing year. He did. Uh, there's, there's no question about that. And He's if a great Aaron player. Judge, if Aaron Judge hit 45 home runs this year and didn't do all the things that he did this year, I think Shohei Otani probably would have been the MVP. But when your team is out of it by June, I think that kind of hurts your case. And – and when you have a stretch of games like the Angels had that took them from a team that I think at the beginning of it, people were like, oh, maybe this is the year the Angels can get into the postseason. And then they play 14 games and lose them. The manager gets fired and you're not that great during that stretch. I think that kind of hurts your case when, it, when yeah. it's that close of a case between two great players. I think that's enough to tip it. There's no question about it. And although, Gordon, I would submit to you that even – 45 to 50 home runs, it might have been closer, but I still think it's judged because of the way the team played. Yeah, well, look, you know, did I would have to see how it broke down, right? Did he hit mm-hmm. them all in the first half of the year and then slumped like the rest of the team in the first half? I think then Otani probably would have been the MVP. But mm-hmm. um, you, you might be right. Yeah, if he, if he continued to come up big and basically carry the team down the stretch so they didn't suffer their biggest collapse in franchise history, yeah. you're probably right. And now I'm a little concerned about Texas because they are one of the top contenders for Jacob DeGrom, Gordon. You know, have you noticed? Yeah. I, it, it and seems I'm a little like surprised. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of Met fans that would be okay seeing DeGrom go, but how do you replace him? What's the plan B there? Uh, and you've noticed that there's been some – in the media there's been some conversation that they are interested in Verlander. The Mets are. No, I don't you know, know that that's – I don't know that – I mean, he was great, but he he's, was getting, great. he's getting old too. Like, the reason yes, you don't want to sign you don't want to sign DeGrom is because of age and injury. Yeah. Verlander has dealt with age and injury. Yes, he has. 
And, well, I'll tell you the other thing I have about that, and we'll continue this, and we'll continue our conversation on the MVP and the Knicks next. You're listening to ESPN New York Tonight. It's an early edition on 98.7 ESPN New York.